House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back, everyone. This is the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is the email address. We'll get your emails at the end of the pod, as we always do. My name is Kevin. His name is Jason, and we are recapping the post-World Championship season. There's about six meets. We're just going to throw them all together and pretend they were all one big meet, I think, and name some results and talk about that for most of the show. Yeah. Does that sound about right? That uh, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like a post championship show. Is what that sounds mm-hmm. like. I do want to point out though, following up on the Noah Lyles NBA story from last week. Yeah. On the pod, uh, and I talked about how the Evan Fournier interview was peak. Yeah. Um, that got surpassed. I sent you this tweet. Gilbert Arenas and Kenyon Martin are losing their minds on Rashard McCants about the Noah Lyles comment. <laughs> Rashard McCants, any team I'm on, we got a chance to win. Kenyon Martin, how many games did your team win in the NBA? Y'all was in last place every year. Now, I don't know what the end of that has to do with the Noah Lyles comment. Nope. But he's being looped in on every conversation involving an NBA player. Again, he should win Athlete of the Year because of this. I mean, it's yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, he's probably the favorite already, but that, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he brought more. I mean, you, once you get a Gilbert Arenas and man, Richard Richard Mc, I, I that's a name I hadn't thought of. Yeah, in, he went on the pod, and yeah, then now everybody's years. talking about him again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's just fun. You know, it's a good time. Yeah. And I like it's just all of them just yelling like they're in the kitchen <laughs> in the bear. Um, and it's, it's, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was, uh, it's just so funny because it's just like people go overboard and that's what like those shows are too. And then Lyles was already like, like I said, I already thought he was playing a bit more than anything too. So it's like, yeah. this whole thing is just like, is anyone serious about what they're saying? Cause like, I'm not, but yeah. you know, I don't know. It's fun. It's all theater, man. It is. It's all theater. I love it. Who can have the hottest right. take, you know? You got to. Well, so speaking of Lyles, he ran a 200, got a narrow win yeah. against Knighton, and then said on Twitter, and with that, I say goodbye to the 2023 season. And he said, world's fastest man in the one and the two, check. Two years undefeated in the 200, check. Three times world champion, check. And... I'm sure most people are a little disappointed because the Diamond League Finals coming up, yeah. which also is the pre-classic, and people want to see him in that meet. Fast forward a couple days later, and he's entered in the hundred pre-classic. So he is not saying goodbye to the 2023 season. There's one more year or one more race. I don't know if it's in part because Coleman ran the 983. Already, Lyles wasn't he wasn't alone with his fastest man in the hundred, right? I, mean, I guess you could say he's is he when he says world's fast man in the hundred, the two hundred. Is he saying he's the he's not saying he's a gold medalist. He's saying he's the fastest. He's the fastest time, right? Because 
The tweet also says three-time world champion, so that would yeah. be redundant. That's a good I'm point. Assuming- yeah, because, I mean, it's a good question, because, like, the world's fastest man. So if Fred Curley had run yeah. 979 this year, and then yeah. Noah Lyle, and then everything else played out exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Is Noah Lyles considered the world's fastest man because he is the current world champion? Because that's kind of how I always think of that thing. Yeah, you should. Um, I agree. But obviously, it's like, no, dude, you were actually, this guy was faster than you this year. Like, maybe maybe three weeks before you ran your time or after you ran. Like, maybe maybe mm-hmm. somebody, let's say at, at Brussels, somebody like Coleman. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Aaron Gordon, exactly. <laughs> runs Runs 979, and it's like, hey, world's fastest man. It's like... Yes, like because I said for me it is yeah. If you are the current champion, world you or the Olympic, belt. you're the world's fastest man. But like it's kind of funny because it's literally time, you know. You can't put both is my thing. You can't put three time world champion and then world's fastest man in the one of the two unless you're referring to time. If you're referring to time, then so I in get this it. case, the problem was, probably is yeah. Right, but the problem is he was tied with Hughes and then now he's tied with Coleman I don't know if any of that had to do with him changing course and getting in the hundred but the end result is we have one more Lyles race this year yeah didn't he like tweet or something like by popular demand I'm in I'm running the hundred maybe the price went up yeah it could be that uh there's a lot of things that we'll probably never know about but yeah he put uh I'm coming to Nike pretty classic let's go out with a bang um, oh, but, but yeah, either before or after that, he put back by popular demand. Oh, there he is. Yeah, pretty he, yeah, so. Well, and he's got the Undertaker. Yeah, so that's, that's always fun. There. Um, so we're, we're going to get one more race with him. I'm assu- Do you have the start list in front of you, the pretty classic start list? I'm assuming Coleman's there. And Coleman looked really good Yeah. this past week, running that 93. That looked like 2019 Christian Coleman. And it just goes to show you the difference between dominant and great is just it's just consistency at this level. It's just consistency because Coleman can get there, but it's not there every single time that he needs it, like it was in 2019 or earlier in his career. But that looked like vintage Christian Coleman. That was throwback Coleman right there. Yeah, it I mean, just he happened was, two weeks after the. I would say he he was hand the leading 50 meters into the, I mean, into every race in his career basically because he's yeah, an incredible yeah, yeah. starter, obviously. Um, and you know, obviously, he faded really bad in the world championships but yeah like if he can that's always been his thing if he can maintain it all right like he's always going to lose ground on everybody throughout the race pretty much even prime yeah. coleman seemed to do that um yeah. but uh yeah i know i mean if he, if he could be that some version of that guy again then this is incredibly interesting because yeah he he really hasn't recaptured that magic since the suspension i mean did that surprise you the time i oh absolutely me. yeah 100 yeah, we used to do the two weeks too late club this would be a prime, prime entry. Oh, yeah, of like, ah, man, <laughs> if he had that in Budapest, he'd have made. Didn't you? You had some. You had a bet out there. I did. I had him like. Uh, I had him at like eighteen to one or something like that to win. And for about five seconds into that race, I was feeling real good. Um, yeah. Then it, you know, changed. Um, but uh, yeah, I, like I said, I, I hope he's. I hope he's back because the hundred was pretty bad this year. Um, you know, Lyles ran 93, which is, which is legit winning time. Like, it's not like, yeah. you know, he, it wasn't him winning the men's 400 with all due respect to that. It was, you know, still him performing very highly on, on at the biggest moment. Uh, but I would love like some guys running fast times throughout the year next year. Yeah. Like that'd be cool. 
Well, I think what some <laughs> I feel as if seven different times this year I've said this exactly sums up the the state of the men's hundred. Yeah, and then inevitably it doesn't. But I thought Coleman running the 983 was out of character for the 100 this year. Not out of character for Coleman. He's run faster before. But it just it didn't match up with the rest of the season. If that had happened in May, I, it would have changed a lot, I think, with, with how we viewed the 100. But I thought a better example of the 100 uh, from this same race was the whole Curly Jacobs thing and how right. th- that was – that was the main subject of trash talk earlier in the year. And then they don't even end up making uh, the finals at the world championships. And then they do this race and they're just complete non-factors. Dan versus Dave part two. Basically, basically I I was trying to think of a, a good parallel to describe it. It was just very strange. It's like, who's going to win this battle of the semifinalists? It just it was very yeah. it was very weird, and then they ran. They they ran as if like pretty similar to how they ran in Budapest. I thought yeah. if they had everybody back again, I don't think they would have made the final. What were the? I'm pulling up the times right now. Yeah, Coleman ninety three. Yeah. I mean Thompson nine eighty five. Like that's obviously that's huge. yeah. Because Shane Thompson's gonna be a guy. Yeah, I mean yeah, he's a guy. Yeah, tw- he just turned twenty two. Um, so that's that's huge. But then Curly was way back at nine ninety six, and Jacobs yeah. you know finished ten oh five, like four spots back of him. Um. Yeah, all that trash talk was worth it, guys. You guys had you guys had a chance at trash talk of the year, but it led to this. So I feel like yeah. all the trash talk gets negated. It was. You're right. It was gonna be the thing that pushed it over the edge, but instead, you got to have the race to back it up. Otherwise, it's just nothing. I. I mean, we didn't think that. Uh, you know Jacobs. I mean, he he, no, he didn't run the whole no. year, so like we, we didn't expect from him. Honestly, ten oh five is probably like maybe better than what I expected from him. Um, just because, yeah. I mean, like it, he barely ran. Um, and then Curly just kind of ran, yeah, mediocre. Um, so it's just. It, I wonder if there's an injury there or something going on. It's maybe, just, yeah. He just he never really he had a he never looked one or two races. Yeah. yeah, or at least not like two hundred. I should say. Well, that 200 USAs, remember? Or the whole series of 200 USAs was just so weird, him trying to navigate the bend, which is just so so strange. I wonder if there's something there. I'm not writing Curly off because oh, no, no, I'm not going sure. to write anybody off in the two. Or in the – sorry, in the hundred. No, two is a whole year. different – yeah, two is way better. Two, I'm writing off a lot of people. Not Aaron Gordon, but everybody else I'm writing off um, other than Lyles. I just I, – I believe that Curly can get it back because everybody's grouped really closely together. My point with this was just look how far we've come in just a few months of, oh, this is the matchup everybody wants to see. Oh, my gosh. Jacob's dropped out. That sucks. Da, da, da. And it just even before this race, people were trying to rehype it of like we finally get the matchup. You missed the window. Yeah. You, you missed the window by about like like 400 meters. You missed the window. You, we were nowhere close to this being the marquee race. Like there was no – on no planet was Jacobs gonna win. I guess you could have said Curly would get in the mix, but yeah, if Curly won, I wouldn't have been surprised. You know for sure. But he's a tenth back and coming off him be- being a se- even the two people in the semifinals. Like they didn't make the finals. Yeah, it's like there's a limit to how excited I can get. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. This there this was not a you know to anyone who kind of paid attention to what was happening this year. This was not like a wow. We finally get to see it. It's like no, yeah. it's it's fine. <laughs> 
Well, they were acting like it was Warholm versus Benjamin or something, or right, yeah, like yeah, Femke Bowl and Sydney at, at full strength or or something like that. It just that's not what it was at all. It was even if it happened initially, Curly was going to win, and he's going to win by a lot. Back then, I thought, well, that would have meant that Curly would have won the race, and now it's Curly won. Curly won by a lot, and Curly got third. Right. So it's just really hard to. That's why the Dan versus Dave thing, where um, when one of them got bronze, Dave got bronze, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just okay. It's hard to sort of get up for a race like that. Speaking of difficulties in getting excited for a race. Carson Warholm lost, and credit to Kyron McMaster for getting the win. Yeah. Ran 47-30. Warholm looked like he was running with cement in his high-tech Puma spikes. It also it looked like if you typed into chat GPT, show me a video of Carson Warholm running the 400 hurdles when he's 37 years old. That, now, I don't think he's going to run 47-30 when he's that old. But it just – it looked off. He just looked a complete step slow. Yeah. He was behind after 100, and then he worked his way back, and you're just – this is a strange position. He probably just thought, this is so weird. And then almost like he'd run away with it with this late push, but McMaster came back on him and got the win. And even even the commentators were talking about the post-Budapest letdown and all the, obviously, celebration partying that goes into that, and, and for good reason, to then get up and try to run this race is – it's pretty difficult. So again, credit. I'm not taking anything from or from McMaster, but you can just look at the times and think, all right, if Warholm's in the 47s, it's either not the final or 47 mid-ish. I guess it's 47-3 mid-ish. I guess yeah, mid-ish, I think right? that's yeah. I think that's fair. I think over three is low. mid. Yeah, but it's not a great, not a great Warholm. This will not be on any of the Warholm top ten lists. No, it's like his like thirty eighth best time over the past three years or something like that. Yeah, is that is that true? No, no, I'm sure he hasn't oh. run that many. But like, it's he he he's, he like ticked off so many, you know, forty seven O's and forty six nines that it's like yeah. it's got to be way way down on the list. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, Weird, no, I think right? you're. I think you're dead on. I mean, I think he, you know, probably enjoyed winning his gold, which he, uh, everyone should do if you win a gold medal. Um, I've never won one, but I imagine it feels great, and yeah. I would want to celebrate. And you know, maybe just just take a week off and not worry too much. And if I lost a random diamond league after that, I'm okay with it. Yeah, nobody's gonna really remember it. He tested positive for fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's hey, it happens. And also best, alcohol. You know? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what's the Maybe he did. what's the what's the drink of choice in, in Norway? In Norway? Yeah. Official let's let's Google this. Official alcohol of Norway. Well, so it makes me think of, of Finland has the um the long drink, which I don't know if anyone's had those. They've kind of become oh, a little really bit. Good. They're delicious. They are so good. Um how would you describe the long drink? It's kind of – I'm not a huge grapefruit fan, but I, I feel like it has like a grapefruity type of – it's very refreshing, um, mm-hmm. but it's not like overly sweet, even though it definitely is sweet. Um, I don't know, man. I love it. Like it's one of my favorite favorite drinks. Anytime I randomly see one, I always get one. Uh, Aquavit is – Aquavit, yeah. Potato-based. Okay. So vodka-y, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess so, maybe. When should I drink Aquavit? I should, see, yeah, this is at the beginning of Smorgasbord. 
when the pickled herring is served, obviously. So I think Warholm was, you know, pickled herring, you know, three or four of those deep um, into the smorgasbord, <laughs> hit the aquavit a couple times. <laughs> and it happens to, you know, that's what I, that's what you do. Yeah. Now I'm looking up finished long drink because I remember the one time I had it. That's I was, great. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so it literally says at, on the on the can. It's like world's best tasting alcohol. I'm like, you're not wrong. Like it's it's yeah, Finland doing well, doing well. They, what it's is a gin based drink, I think, right? Okay, yep, yeah, gin. You said grapefruit soda. It tastes sort of like a seltzery. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like, I think it has like I think like the fruit flavor is kind of kind of grapefruity a little bit. Um, citrus, yeah, it's citrus over. Oh, it says unlike the seltzers made with fermented sugar, long drink is a true award-winning liquor that is smooth, refreshing, and doesn't leave you with that full beer feeling. Mm. This is from the longdrink.com. We're just doing ads. I, I, honestly, hey, if you guys want to sponsor us, I'm in. All you got to do is like yeah. send me a you know six pack from time to time. Literally one six pack. Yep, and that's it. Yeah, because I already am. I already love it. Like that's you know. I don't know. You liked it. Next time we'll get to. My neighbor had it, and I was like, "What is this thing?" And I. Was immediately into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next time we get together, let's have some some long drinks. Okay. Warholm lost. Yep. Lyles running pre. Coleman running fast. How about uh, Gaday fourteen oh eight in the five thousand? Yeah. Scares the world record just a little bit in Berlin. Which I kind of like. I almost. I wish she did. Like I saw. I see. Like I mean, we're getting real close to the thirteens, and you know, I don't know. Like there's enough women who are like capable of running fourteen O's. Yeah. That like I don't. We're not that far away from thirteens. Here's the thing with uh, with Gaudet. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to win any more gold medals. And it's also going to be hard to win some major marathons that she's doing. Right. Because it's just – it's very competitive right now, they say, Jason. So I just – I think her path to greatness – so she's got – let's look at this. So she – gold in Tokyo. Or sorry. Sorry. Gold in Eugene, 10,000. This year she was silver. So she's not – again, not far off. No, she's – yeah, she's really good. But I think I think her path to greatness is with the times. I mean – not going to – Yeah, she's pretty good at that. Right. Again, uh, she's run – what's the – what's that? What's her – 1406-2901. So she has a world record in the 10 still. Yep. I, I think if – yeah, if you want the bear – that was the one that Hassan had for 45 minutes or something. And then G'day took it from her. I think she can go – I think she can drop a second in the 10. And then she can break that barrier, put that in the 28s. Yep. And, and then the 5 – the 5 I think is still going to be tough because – as soon as Kip Yegon gets the Google News alert, exactly that she has the she lost her five thousand meter record, she's gonna go sign up for a race. It's gonna be instantaneous. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be like a, a waiver wire in your fantasy football league situation. Wait, who's available? Like what? I gotta go to Brussels. I'm in. I'm in. Yep. Free? Okay, sure. I'll be there. I th- so I think that one is still gonna be tough to get. The ten thousand might be. She may, she may hold on to that for a little bit, or maybe able to lower it. But I just think, with her, the legacy might be carved out in the marathon, getting marathon wins and getting, trying to get track world records because track medals are going to be hard to come by. Yeah, I mean she's, you know, yeah, she. I mean she'll and she'll have a chance for sure. I mean, man, five of the top ten have been run this year 
all time in the 5k uh yeah which is pretty crazy yeah. but yeah i think i like i said that's kind of what, what i was hoping was good day breaks it keep you going breaks it back and you know before we know what we're at 1402 and mm. uh you know things are getting interesting then could be just gonna be like hey why don't i just run the 10 just for for yeah. fun to knock that one down um yeah i mean good day is incredible and actually she could probably keep racking up medals but yeah like i said golds will be maybe tough to come by yeah i just develops in these kick kicker races kick kicker races kicker races what am I, tactical races yeah. i don't know why i said kicker races uh with uh sagai and with kip Yegon and savannah san's kick is never gonna go away it's just gonna be it's etched in her muscles like she's she'll, she's not able to not kick she could become a professional pool player and somehow still be able to kick and like not run for six years, but still be able to close. So I, I, I just think that G'day is going to have a tough time because while she can close fast, those other women can close faster. We've seen that. We saw that it when she almost got the world record, but Kip Yegon was better than her. We've seen it in, in these championship races with the exception of, of Eugene. But I think even since last year, don't you think the level's just gone up in both, in all those oh, events, yeah, the sure. five and the ten, and the because the five's gone up because Kipiagon's there, marathon's gone up because it's just a steady stream of really fast women, legends deciding to run the marathon and also begin the track, and I think as a result that the ten's just getting quicker too, so it's going to be harder and harder for her to for her to grab some medals. Uh, sprint side of things, Richardson ten eighty eight, Jackson twenty one eighty two, Grant Holloway lost. Got third to Parchment and Roberts. Parchment ran fast. Yeah, what twelve ninety six? Yeah, that's a that's a good time. Oh yeah, no, it just we keep missing out on the really amazing finals in, in the men's high hurdles, and I don't know, maybe we'll get it for the Olympics. I just want those like six dudes there who can do something. Yeah, and you know, maybe maybe they won't all be running at that level next year, but it's like Hansel is definitely one of those guys. Obviously, Holloway's the favorite, no matter what. Um, but there's like there, there's a good group there, and I feel like we keep getting three of them. Um, yeah, and it would be nice to right. to get the full the full thing. Okay, uh, Josh Kerr's win streak snapped at one. That's it. The goose got the victory over him. But Crutch Kerr ran second, got second. That's hard to do. Yeah, uh, I mean, the no, goose had had you know such an amazing. That's why I, I I thought he had a real shot to win a medal. Um, you know, in a way, what he finished like fifth or something like that, fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, another three thirty beaten Kerr. Like he, he's certainly in that group, right? I mean, it's it's still Ingerbritsen as 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 the favorite, despite <laughs> the lack of gold the last couple of years. Uh, but I think you got to put Nagoose. I, I think in that Kerr and Kip Sang and whoever else is is there on any given day. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else results wise? That you want to talk see. about? Scrolling through here, Ingvaldsen wins a four hundred. That's always fun. <sighs> Big. Um, We're know, gonna talk about him. In the, we got we got an email about Ingvaldsen. Did we? Okay, great. Well, um, and, and it involves Ingvaldsen. Let's try saying that five times fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, difficult. Sorry. Yeah. It's uh yeah when Yoni beat Arop. Oh, Arop. You won. You won forty threes in there. You know, like at least it's it's the eight hundred's trying it trying its best and it's doing all right. Arop also the early celebration. He hadn't even passed Wanyoni yet and put the his finger in the sky. Yep. And then <laughs> at least never he didn't do him. it, you know, at uh, at Worlds. 
So I guess that's a that's a plus. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's confident. I win every 800 now. Right. His win streak snapped. snapped. Again. Um, Tough break. Yeah, and then Paulina runs 49.3. I mean, she's, you know, she's kind of clearly at that elite level. Obviously, Sydney, it'll be really interesting with uh, with that as well. But, yeah. If Sydney, if Sydney doesn't come back to the – doesn't do the four again, which there's a good chance she doesn't do the four, and now Femke has her gold – and also, Femke's going to be too busy to do the open quarter because she has to run in every relay for Netherlands. That's a good now. point. Yep. So that women's four could be Paulino's for a while. Um, we don't know what Britton Wilson's going to do. Does she go back to the the four hurdles instead after she recovers from the injury? What's Nasser going to look like? I don't know. But I think Paulino went from okay early season favorite to nah. Okay, she's not looking as good, and also all these other women are going to crash the party back to, okay, she's a big favorite. Maybe she could run off two in a row. Adeleke's good. I don't think she's going anywhere. But if 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 a lot of these women opt to go back to the 400 hurdles, then the 400 becomes Paulino's playground. Oh, I like Paulino's playground. That's good. You um, like that? Yeah. yeah. I, man, there's so much depth there. I mean, I agree. She, she's, she's kind of separated. There's just enough. It would be as crazy as it, we were kind of talking about like, Oh man, if all of these women showed up to this 400, this would be amazing. It'd be what kind of the opposite. <laughs> if like nobody, yeah, just like everybody yeah. just bailed out of it. We'd be kind of be like, yeah. wow, really? This is what we're left with. And Paulina, Paulina is amazing. But like, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, Wilson, Sydney, like, I don't know if Sydney's like, Hey, I'm going to go back to the hurdles. That would be, a, I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised. I think, I mean, I should, yeah. you could do both. Um, and maybe Femke tries to do both now that she's got the gold. Um, or maybe she just tries to beat Sydney in a heads up. I don't, I don't think she do- – I think she sticks with what she's been doing. She defends – the she wants to defend the title. That's a appealing thing. And then I think because she's going to be so busy with the relay, she can't add in another – what, she going to run 11 400s or something in, in a week or 10 400s in a week? It's a lot. Yeah. That's just, that just sounds like a good workout. What do you do? I did 11 400s <laughs> this week. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and you know, I'm sure she wants to pile up those medals for for her country and for you know her her friends on the team. They're all just like, "Hey, Femke, what how are you feeling? You got another <laughs> got another one in here? I mean, like maybe they could. The problem is you can't even sit her out like some of the prelims. You're just like, well, no, we're not going to qualify no. without you to the finals. So what do you got? There's also a limit of how many subs you can do in the mixed, at least now. I don't know if they, I don't know if they made that. I don't think they made that rule for the for the open. So you can't basically trot out a whole new team. Right. I think they did that to prevent a team that rhymes with the United States of <laughs> America from just having a huge advantage over everybody else. Little did they know, the U.S. had a plan, and it was called Operation 308. <laughs> Run 308. And that is that. Um, hey, what if I told you, Jason, Mo Farah ran the last race of his career? Would you believe me that that's a thing that happened? I would, um, because it we've been talking about it for five years, and it finally happened. Yeah, so cool, and it wasn't in jeans uh, at a parents' day, is that? <laughs> no, it was at the big half. He's run that before. He got fourth. Said it was sick. He ran sixty-two forty-three. Still a respectable time. Yeah, obviously far absolutely. off his best. But he had this little farewell tour and. You know, after he ran the last marathon, he said he was going to run 
two more races. I'm surprised that it didn't get as much attention as it did. Yeah, I think or didn't get more didn't get more attention is how I should say that. Yeah, I guess it feels like it's just been winding down. You know, like it, it's for a few years, so it's kind of been yeah. like, well, here's the last time I'm running London, and here's like this, you know, it's yeah, and it's just kind of like, and dude, Mofera was incredible. Like, obviously, one of the one of the goats, no, no, no question. But like, yeah, I guess you know, if if the if it's and it's not like he dragged it out where he kept saying like. You know, well, I don't know if I'll run again or not, like any of that stuff. It was just kind of like it was a real slow burn. So it's hard, yeah. it was hard to, yeah. But still, I mean, what ten gold medals? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's that that's all you need to say. Unbelievable. Yeah, from eleven to seventeen, he was it. He was it, and then had a, a couple decent races after that. Had a couple good marathons, but yeah, it didn't didn't run Doha, didn't make the Olympics and then didn't, didn't make worlds. So it just, he went from, he didn't have that Olympics or world championships where he got seventh. He went from gold medal, silver medal to not running it. And maybe that would have been the, the Doha world championships. Right. Instead he had already switched, switched to the thing. Okay. Maybe he would decide to run, the world championships that year, even though he was preparing for the marathon didn't, but that was clearly the window. And then maybe Tokyo. Yeah, I think we thought like he could win the 10 K that year. I I remember us talking about that. We're like, well, like he, he'd be in there for the 10 K, but yeah. And he had the, he had the buy. And then, I mean the five, he had, I don't know if he had a qualifying time, but he he was second in the five at the London world championships. And I think COVID canceling Tokyo or pushing Tokyo back, uh, that obviously hurt him because I think that was just one year added on to someone who's already a veteran. Uh, here is his quote. When you achieve everything, it must come to an end at some point. I'm getting on a bit. It's well said. That's very British. I feel like extremely British. Yeah. That's why he's, he's 40. Like he, he yeah, dude, he, he did it. Yeah. He did accomplish like more than anybody could hope for. Um, you know, from, from a medals perspective, like this is ridiculous. So I'm getting on a bit. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a solid outline. It reminds me of another famous British contribution to the world, which the office, even though the British office ended after how many seasons? Three, two, I don't know, like eight episodes or something like that. Yeah. Probably, it's four minutes. British TV. And, uh, the Brits are like super proud of the fact that their series don't drag on. They're just like, I kind of love it, but I kind of hate it because I love British TV, yeah. and then it's oh, but it's over so fast. Okay, so I'm going to compare it to a British created show, but in America. Remember the late season Office? Like, wait, is this still going on? Yep, hundred percent. That's the sort of how I felt with it here. Not to say that the big half was his, you know, James Spader moment of just like, why is this person on the show? But maybe, maybe. Are there, are there parallels there? I'm not sure. I, no, I think that's I think that's actually you kind of nailed it, which is which is great. Um, how many? Okay, so how many episodes do you think there were of the British Office? I'm gonna say there were twelve. It's very very close. So there was two seasons and two Christmas specials, or uh, the two part Christmas special. So including the two part Christmas special, fourteen. So there was two six episode seasons. And then the, uh, okay. the Christmas ones. Because British, they always do Christmas specials. It's a Doctor Who thing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. All right. And then how many American episodes? 
Oh my god, what three hundred? I don't know. It was well. It was then when insane. did when did Michael Scott leave? How many seasons were there after Michael Scott? Because he was there till what, like season seven, and then there was there was nine total, I think. So it was two hundred and one total episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, now I gotta pull up the list of episodes, trying to figure out what's going on here. Let's just read our favorite Office episodes. Yeah, let's see. Okay, uh, pilot. Uh, no, wait. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a it's a it's quality uh, quality. Um, let's see, so season seven. Spoilers, by the way, we're doing spoilers. Is is you know revolves around the departure of Michael, so I think it is eight and nine were without him. Yeah, so it was yeah, because because this. Yep. So eight and nine is basically twenty twenty on Farah. Yep. Is that what we got? Exactly. Here? Okay. Yeah, and you're like, hey, there's still some fun moments in here. Yeah. Oh wow, he raced in jeans. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But then you're just kind of like, yeah. Ports of Djibouti. What's going on? (laughs) And then you like catch an episode. You're like, have I seen this one? Like, I can't even remember watching this. Also, the Gabe thing was weird. Remember that that actor? Yeah, I actually I think he's very funny, but he is very weird. Well, he's the same Um, thing in everything, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's usually just this very awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then a lot of a lot of very funny people, but it was just like kind of okay. This is this is this is strange. Yeah. Sometimes you well, I'm gonna say sometimes you, but I would fall asleep during episodes and then not because it was boring just because i was tired but i would wake up and be so confused as to like where we why we ended up in this place whereas the other office like you just knew everybody so well and you were so familiar with it but good career for mo farah good career for the office yep goodbye toby Goodbye. <laughs> one of the best songs uh in television history <laughs> i wanted to bring it up just because i again i don't think I didn't see a bunch of Farah tributes over the weekend on social media. Maybe I was looking no. at the wrong spot. No, you're right. I, maybe yeah. they said them all for at during London, or maybe they said them all at a certain point. He just he had a lot of little goodbyes. He didn't have one big goodbye. That's true. It would have been it would have been cool. Like yeah, because I think if he would have just decided, you know, whatever, two years ago to just go, hey, this London Marathon is it. It would have been this massive thing, yeah, right? Yeah, he's Sir Mo Farah. It's in, his, yeah. it's in his name. You can send us your favorite Mo Farah memories if you like. House of Run at Gmail. Yeah, there we go. He's been a big part of the show. I mean, he's never on the show, but he's big. I mean, he's on the all the reality shows too. The Cube. We talked about that. Cube. The fight. Right. The fight with Gabriel Selassie. That was <laughs> weird. Great. That was that, that was, really was definitely good. a weird story. Yeah. There's there's a lot to the career. Jeans, we can't forget the jeans. Oh, I I had almost actually forgotten about that because Fraser Price's story stole the oh, Parents man. Day it was, headlines. It was, it was the best because it was all this. I remember it was just the back and forth. Well, like, well, like, should you run fast though? Like, that's not cool. And then Shellyhan does it. We're like, that's what you do. You just just obliterate everybody, wastes, and everyone has the best time doing yeah, it. Yeah, just wastes everybody. A lot of people don't know he's not a sprinter. It's okay, but he's 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 closing uh, uh, five thousand meter races in fifty two. You're right. kind of a sprinter as compared it's, it's... to Billy's dad, who works in marketing. All right, that's all we have. Oh, Bru- so let's preview Brussels. You want to run through some? Yeah. Do you have the start list in front of you? I'm leaning on you because um, my computer's yeah. not great right uh-huh. now. Let's see, I pulled this up. Um, let's see. So we got we got a couple uh, 
like big names in there. You've got uh, Bull is running the, the hurdles, and Sharika is running the two hundred. High hurdles or low hurdles for Bull? She is running the low hurdles, so the one we want her to run. Good. Um, Sharika's running. You know, you just never know. A little post championship record. It's possible. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Um, Ingerbritson's going for a two k record. Ooh. Apparently, I mean, ooh. Records are fun, but you know it's the two K. That's like, the Angry World record song if it happens. Oh, that's the angriest, a furious world record song. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of other like good names in there too. So it's, I mean, it's they they loaded up the field. Uh, Who else is in it? Credit. Who does it? Does it favor? Do you think does it favor more the 1500 meter runners or the 2400 meter runners? Right. Yeah. It's a oh, man. It's a good question. It's, this is the age old question that we're always wondering. Um, other chariots in there: Garcia, Abel Kipsang, mm. McSwain, Nordas, yeah, superstar. Um, so, so there's some some real names in there. Um, let's see, women's four. Mary Mora's running. Seda Williams, Clover. There's 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 some some decent names in there. Women's fifteen. World there's no champion Mary Mora. That's true. We're at world champion Mary Mora. That is absolutely true. Um, women's 15 is is good. No Kipi gone, though. We got Muir. You got McGeehan. Um, Hall. Cheer, cheer, cheer. A lot of, you know, some a usual deep, but missing mm-hmm. the one key ingredient. Men's 2. Pass. Um, sorry, guys. Nothing against you, but just... It's not it. A, a bunch of guys who could make a final, but no one who could uh, do some damage. Yeah. Women's 100, kind of the same thing. Ardiner's in there. Uh, Clark T- Thompson is in there, but, I mean... She ran last week, too, I, putting together a little post-world champ. Maybe, maybe try- she, She's trying to get ready for the Olympic year because we know yeah. she loves an Olympic year. Yeah, she's going to double. Just, it's... <laughs> Usually, I know we always talk about this when we look at these post-championship meets and we're thinking, oh, what can we expect? Who's going to drop an amazing time? And sometimes maybe it's just because there wasn't much of a layoff, but I just felt that all these relatively modest results were totally predictable. Whereas in the past, there'd be a layoff, and then I'd be surprised. Oh, man, they ran really fast. That's crazy. World Championships were three weeks ago. But then when you thought about it, like, well, they're rested, and the pressure's off. Makes sense. They're still training. They could run quick. I just would be very surprised the rest of the way if we get anything that is a world lead or even even in the top two or three times of the year. Even though we have pre-coming. Which should be fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good point. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had some obviously really impressive performances. It's always so hard. Like it could be every once in a while you get the kind of kind of fluke really fast time, um, but I never expect them mm-hmm. really. Um, Trying to think like who would who who would be the you know someone who could do something crazy like. It's hard to imagine. That's my point. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, someone in the men's hundred could run. <laughs> 981 i guess like yeah. that wouldn't be crazy because the men's 100 was kind of trash all year um it's a warholm type situation like you think of someone like that or kippy gone the problem is warholm is clearly done and kippy gone's yeah. already done yeah she did all the, the, records. the world records she's checked yeah. she's checked all the boxes is it would be someone like that who was on the cusp of something 
men's four and men's eight, you're going to see some world leads there, I bet you. No. Um, well, yeah, I guess you probably could, actually. Exactly. That's what I mean, because it's nothing. Um, that doesn't count. That's not what I'm talking about. No, no, I know. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's actually funny. The, the closing event of Brussels is the men's 400. And, uh, Who's in it? Wait till you hear this. Wait till you hear this field. Uh, Giles Barone mm-hmm. of France. Probably said that wrong. Uh, Dylan Borley. Got to have a Borley in there. Give me that French. You said Borley. 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 Um, <laughs> Alexander Doom. Okay. Okay. So he's the super villain. I'm That's in. good. Uh, Matthew Hudson Smith, your your huge favorite with the fastest time in the field of 44-2. Oh, no. Second fastest. Sorry. Um, Ingvaldsen. There he is. Got to have him in there. Uh, Rasheen McDonald, who's your actual fastest seed time, 4403. Uh, Alexander Ogando, 4527. And Lungo Scotch, 4482. That's right. your closing thing. So there's it's going to be a lot of people. Well, then there's a laser show concert <laughs> seven minutes after that. So, which is on the schedule, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, so. Maybe just start the laser show concert right when they cross. First the call for the laser show concert. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, I mean, it's it's you know, we got we got Brussels, but then yeah, we got pre classic coming up. Yeah. I don't think they released any fields for that. Maybe it's still pending Brussels a little bit at this point. Um, well, it's the final, so there you're running for. Oh no, absolutely. So that that will and pre's always good, but then it is a final as well on top of that. Yeah. So it's going to be really good. L- for Lyles, though, when you think about it, he really has no reason to run. I mean, I want him to run. It'd be great for him to run. But he's got the buy in both now. I'm surprised he is running. You yeah. got the buy in both now. How would you have felt as, say you were Seb Co and you got the news that he wasn't? How would you feel? That he wasn't running? If Yeah. That initial re, like tweet where he said, that's, the, that's a wrap for the season. Right. You just kind of like... Because, yeah, it just, I mean, it just goes, okay, well, no one gives a crap about this diamond. Or, like, the top-level athletes don't give a crap about the diamond belt, right? Well, like and clearly, he's Adidas. It's a Nike meet. That weighs yeah. into it, too. For sure. No, that's, I mean, that's that's a good point. Um, but it's, when it is, like, hey, this is the Diamond League Championship, like, that, you know, that, that should be a big deal. Um, and so that would, it's a bad look to have... A guy who was already a, a superstar and now becomes the biggest name in the sport decides, like, eh, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> like, that's it's a rough look. That was my thinking, too. Just the timing is bad. Of You have the U.S. Diamond League final for the first time ever, and then you have the person who's one of the biggest stars in the sport coming off the high-water mark of their career, which is getting Evan Fournier on the record about world champions versus NBA champions. And then they're just not going to run. And the problem is it makes perfect sense for him not to run. That's the problem. If it didn't, if it didn't, if it didn't make sense and he didn't run, then it would be a Noah Lyles problem. But this just shows it's a track problem that he's not, that he wasn't going to run, but now he is. And I wonder, so, so yeah, I mean, he's going to run, which is great. I mean, that's obviously the best case scenario for everybody. Um, I wonder if part of it, too, I mean, like, this is, you know, I guess maybe next year, you know, Olympics, obviously, if he if he were to double there, that would be as, as, as good as it gets. But, like, he's the most famous American track star, right? No. Richardson. 
Pretty male. He's a, most of his male tracks are. Yeah, but I mean, like just be, but I mean partially because of what happened, like his his comments. Like he's the most the one everyone knows now. Like there's a chance that that actually draws a few more people to watch pre classic. They're like, well, oh, I want to watch this. You know, either guy win or lose or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. I, I think it adds something extra to it a little bit. Right, and the whole him saying, remember, I'm gonna I'm going after Bolt's world record in the 200. Like, yeah, he knows what he's doing there. He's oh for he's sure smart, and he thinks about this stuff, and he's talked about trying to elevate tracks profile. So here would be my thing, though: if your goal is to elevate tracks profile, and your goal is to get your name out there, I just I wouldn't turn down opportunities to race on television. Well, yeah, that's because they're few and far between, especially racing on television when. People can watch it in your home country. And I think that would be the the frustrating part for me is if I was a stakeholder in this is, man, the value must be so low that people are like turning down. Like the, the cost-benefit analysis is so out of whack that even appearing for the one of the few times – because I think the meet's on NBC, correct? Is it scheduled to be actually on big NBC? I mean, I haven't seen that. I, I, yeah, I hope. So. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. Well, and that. So you're just you're turning down that opportunity. Now he's not going to now, which is great. But that always made me like wonder too about indoors. People talked about well, I don't want indoors. I don't want indoors. But for a while there, NBC would have was it three weeks in a row basically between Milrose, New Balance, and then whatever the other meet was in New York, and then even USA. Sometimes it was four meets in a row where you could be on television. And I just thought right. there's got to be some value to that, but maybe there's not. Maybe there's literally <laughs> no value to it or is they don't see any value in in being on TV. But if your goal is like maybe for the sport there's not a ton of value um, or the value sort of is just baked in at this point. But if you're an individual athlete trying to make a name for yourself or if you're Lyles and you're trying to get into new markets basically – that seems like the best way to do it or one of the best ways to do it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, and you know, Hey, you're going to the Olympic year. Like it's just, you know, it's like, there's, you know, I'm Lyle's does all right at the very least, but like we know it's, there's still not just like stupid money in this. So like, yeah, it's also, Hey, he has a chance to win. Was it 30,000 for right. 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 Winning, winning the diamond belt, which is not nothing for sure. Um, and then it's also, like you said, just, just more eyes, more things coming into an Olympic year, which is, the time you know you can make the most and do the best um so i don't know i i think that's i think that matters i i, I would think you know if, if, if i mean but at the same time i could absolutely see like hey i just won three golds yeah um you know the nba's talking about me <laughs> everything's good like I, I don't need to i don't need to prove anything um but I'm, I'm very glad he decided to run you go through the reasons of why any professional athlete runs any race and if you – for this activity, if you are putting yourself in the place of Noah Lyles and the meet is the 2023 pre-classic, you get a lot of no's because, okay, this will help prepare me for the championships. Nope, it already happened. This is a sponsor obligation. Nope, it's literally a rival brand. <laughs> right. This uh, this will win me a lot of money. Well, yeah, 30000 is a lot, but it's not 
you know, in comparison to what he's won already and all this other stuff. Okay, no. So you can just kind of go down the list and you get a lot of, well, no, no, no. It's it's convenient next to other meats. No. It's near my house. No. Like all this stuff is just no, no, no. And that gives you a – Did I run 1931 on that track? Yes. So, okay. You're right though. There's some stuff that goes in the other direction of, oh, is it going to be on TV? Yes. Okay. So now you can see why he would possibly consider it. But I just – I'm going back to your point before about – being one of the most known track athletes, he's still not like how many people it, it doesn't feel like he's broken through at all. Like, have you got any non-track friends? We're going to anecdote alert, anecdote alert. Have you had any non-track fans talk to you about Noah Lyles or reach out to you about Noah Lyles? Yeah. A couple buddies. Rel- uh, my buddy the, Larson did. Now, was it in relation to the NBA comments or was it in relation to him running? Actually, it was it was actually him running. He Larson is uh, he uh, he loves like finding like random videos, and usually if it's something to do with track, he'll like do Same that, and that'll you. spark a conversation. It's good. Yeah, um, I because I think that the the video was very misleadingly titled like Noel Lyles breaks Usain Bolt's record, but it was like the meat record or whatever. No, it was the mo- probably the most times under twenty or some you know something that's like okay, cool, but that's not yeah, it's not it. What you think it is? Um. But yeah, so I mean, it's it, like I said, he's yeah, no, he's not Bolt, obviously. Like Bolt is is a completely different stratosphere of athlete, yeah, um, of track and field athlete even. Um, but it's well, some of it's the two hundred. This versus, is his chance, right? Like this, this, this year is the, to next year. Yes, exactly. That's my point. This is the window because the hundred is going to get way more attention than the two hundred. It's just how it is ninety nine percent of the time. Now there are some exceptions there. Allison Felix. Well, that's because you win. If you win like 200s or you're forever. Well, if you medal in a 200 and then win a whole bunch of them for forever, then people are eventually going to remember you and you'll be ingrained in their conscience. But like now is the, he has a hundred and the 200, but even still, I just feel like he's kind of grouped in there with Coleman and, and Curly too, because they've also won world medals and, I, th- I think Richardson, if you you know go men's and women's, is a bigger star than him. Like what, you know, more followers on social media, f- re- like fans. She had her kind of different way of breaking out before sure. too. Like I mean, yeah, sure. So, which like I said, but like that was kind of Lyle's NBA thing in a way, right? Like it's you almost need that unless you're Usain Bolt. Yeah, you almost need these kind of ancillary things. Her thing was bigger though, because her thing touched off like a real discussion whereas Lyles is Oh for sure. Is... No, no, for sure. Yeah, it, it, 100%. Yeah. But All right. Anything else? No, I don't think so. That was our that was our Lyles our third Lyles discussion of the pod. Yeah. Might be time to get to emails. <laughs> okay. So. Uh houseofrunnergmail.com. Let's go first to Jared, formerly of Boston, then New York, and now Eugene, three miles from the new Hayward Field. Drink three times. Uh, He says, if this email gets read on air, I will email again with some entertaining anecdotes from my years of attending and volunteering at indoor meets in Boston, New York, and at Hayward. I have two stories with House of Run favorites, Mo Farah and Ashton Eaton. We were just talking about. Sorry, Jared. Contract fulfilled. Start typing that new email. Yeah. You thought I wasn't going to read this email, Jared. (laughs) 
Long-time listener since pre-2016 Olympics. First-time emailer. Nice. He, seven years. He waited seven years. I think at this point, there's little doubt that Faith Kipigon is the best women's 1,500-meter runner of all time and perhaps the best-ever 1,500-meter runner regardless of gender. But one superlative for Kipiegon that I have not seen discussed much is that one could argue that she's had the best single season of any track and field athlete in history. Ooh. She has raced seven finals so far this season and has finished first in all of them, set three world records in competitive events, 1,500, mile, 5,000, and won two world championship gold medals, 1,500, 5,000. There really is not much she could have done better. Are there any other athletes who have had a similarly dominant season? The only rival I can think of is Bolt's 2009 season, where he set the one and the two world records, but I would argue that dominance in the 15-5 shows more impressive range than the one and the two. Is there anyone I am missing? Thanks for years of long run and commuting entertainment. That is Jared. So he wants to know, Kip Yegon, <sighs> goat season. Has she had the goat season? This is hard because you just got She's on the list. You got to go back is... through every single season yeah. in track and field history. This is hard to do. Um Okay, off the top of my head, I mean, we always talk about that merit season, but he might have lost in the beginning. Uh, that ended in a world record. Yeah, if we just go like event by event, right? So she, you mentioned Bolt. Yeah. So that's 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 a clear one there. Um, I mean, a Michael Johnson. Yeah, like, there's probably got to be a Michael Johnson two four two four one, right? Like, I mean, he. Yeah. I don't know how much he ran the two that year, but it almost doesn't matter. Rudisha, um, a Rudisha season. Rudisha season's got to be no double though. No double, which you know, eight hundred is obviously a hard double, but hey, that's that's the them the them the them's the breaks, if you will. Um, Garouge, a Garouge, there's got to be a Garouge season in there. It's got to be some crazy Garouge seasons, and obviously that would be her only competition for greatest fifteen hundred meter runner. Period. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, five and ten. I just don't know if they run it enough. Yeah, that makes it tough, right? I mean, I guess you, yeah, if you, you know, if you win both golds and you set both world records, yeah, it's not enough. I don't think you, can, yeah, yeah I mean, okay, chapter guy, you're gonna, I don't know, right? I, I, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, it's the dominance too. It's the gap on everybody else. Yeah, it's just hard because you just don't race enough. Kipchoge, I think you can't really compare him in this category. Again, because... you're only racing twice a season, but he's obviously, yeah. I mean, we, we we might have him as the best running athlete of all time. So it's it's we're not. Uh... Discounting them there. Warholm, a Warholm season, a Krauser season, a Mondo season. I mean that, yeah. And if yeah, you start entering some of those. I mean, we've we've talked about some of the crazy, um, you know, field event different ones too, where it's like, hey, you you put eight in the top ten all time in the same season, stuff like that, where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, like maybe we should separate the track from the field too, because it's just such a different world. Yeah. Um. So that's that's men. Like I said, Bolt seems like the obvious competition there from from the men's side. Yeah, um, and then the women's side. Yeah, it's just it's harder on the women's side because the world records are so a lot of them are just so far out there. So there's just like yeah, no, I mean Fraser Price's season uh, was just was amazing, but she she had losses. She had losses. Which right. Was, yeah. Yeah. She, and she ran. She ran a ton. Um, you know, I mean, and like Tom Thompson Haraz 2021 mm-hmm. was pretty insane, but again, had losses. 
didn't set the world records, but you know, you you give a credit where credit's due there. Um, so Krauser didn't lose this year. He's got the the twenty three fifty six on that insane series, which is the greatest field event series in history. And then he had the twenty one fifty one twenty three fifty one, excuse me, to win in in Budapest. But he's got he, you know he's got a lot of winning marks in the twenty two mid to twenty two high, which I don't know. I don't know how you compare that to what what Kipiagon did. Uh, I'm willing to entertain this. It, it, like I said, she's she's unquestionably part of the conversation, which is already pretty insane. There's got to be some season way back when they a, a person broke four world records or something like that. But yeah, if you so go too ago. far back at, at a certain point, I kind of am like, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, but you're old, so you don't count. I mean, it's just like anything that's like so distantly past. You know, it's it's, it's kind of similar with like uh some baseball seasons where you're just like, all right, man, like, yeah, that was insane. You're right. I don't really know what else to take from this yeah. besides that was preposterous. Yeah. Um, oh, it's old Mickens O'David. He ran. Yeah. And he's just like, yep, you were a freak yeah. compared to everyone there, you know? Yeah. Um, man. Uh, so I'm just looking through, I'm looking, I'm looking at Flojo season two. She did not lose in 1988. What were the times? Um, so she ran, let's see, ten eighty nine, ten ninety nine, and then the trial. The trials where she ran ten six zero, ten forty nine, ten seven zero, ten sixty one, and then eleven ten, ten eighty eight, ten sixty two, ten seventy, ten fifty four, ten ninety one, and then the two hundred twenty two fifteen, twenty one ninety six, twenty one seventy seven, twenty one ninety, twenty one eighty five, twenty two five, twenty one seven, twenty one five, twenty one thirty four. Wow, it's fast. <laughs> That might that 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 that's whew, that might be the one to beat. Kipiegon needs the one K record, right? We still don't have that. It's 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 her it's her white whale. Yeah. yeah. Let's look at. I want to see Bolt's season because I mean, obviously, we know the. I'm looking at Radisha's 2011, and tw- oh wait, he lost in 2011. That wouldn't work. Um, oh no, wait, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. No. 2011, he won. Huh? So did he lose? Did he lose one, once in each of those seasons? Or was oh, that... you're right. The rain. Yeah, he lost. Yeah. In, he lost at the end of 2011. Did he lose? He got rained on in 2012 too. I think so, but I yeah, maybe he I'm did. Mis- Last minute of the year, he got second. Uh, you're out. Sorry, David. That was it. <laughs> 2010. I remember. That's when he. That's when he broke it for the first time, though, didn't he? But there's no global championship that year, so that one's that one's tough. Yeah, he ran 141.01. One forty one oh nine and then one forty one oh one, a week wow. a, a week apart. And yeah, read me the Bolt season. Bolt. I haven't seen that. In a yeah, I say here's Bolt. He finished second in two heats. I'm obviously not going to hold that. He ran him. four times. You're like, wait, what? yeah, no, he ran a ton. Um, nine ninety three, ten oh, nine seventy seven. Heat ten fourteen. Heat ten eleven. Nine eighty six. Nine seventy nine. Heat ten thirty one. Final nine ninety one. Heat ten twenty, heat ten oh three, heat nine eighty nine, final nine five nine fifty eight, nine eighty one, and then in the two hundred, um heat twenty seventy five, uh twenty twenty five into a minus two point four, uh nineteen fifty nine, twenty point seven, twenty point four one, twenty point oh eight, nineteen nineteen, nineteen fifty seven, nineteen sixty eight. So he ran he ran four times under twenty. 
They all were well under 20. Yes, like quite a bit under 20. Um, 1919 into a negative 0.3. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Why do you run, um, a- do you run after Worlds? What was this time? 19 what? 1957 and 1968. Yeah, I. Um, I thought and again, I'd be more impressed. I know I don't want to be it, in the it, position. It, of- it, yeah, it, it's 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 it. Yeah, Flojo's is more impressive just on the surface. Yeah. Um, Bolts is obviously you know he's he's bold he's he's, he's he's amazing but like again the correlation between the one two versus the fifteen five um, for me this this might come down to Flojo versus Kipyagon for me. I'm sure there's four or five people that we're not even thinking of. That's tough. Oh, hundred percent. But like those are the two obvious ones. Um, and obviously when you run the hundred and two hundred, you you can run more of them than if you're running five Ks and yeah, yeah, you know, fifteens. But but Kipyagon's run a decent amount this year, and she sets records every time she touches the track. So. She's right there. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Marshall wanted to chime in. A few winners and losers from Budapest. Winners. Uh, big cues. Great decision to switch away from time. Made every prelim and semi more compelling. Question, if we have a nine-lane track, why not have nine qualifiers? Top three from each semi for the 800. Men's race is already a crap. Shoots win. I make it more interesting. Two, moms. Shawnee Miller-Webo running a 52-ish uh, second 400, only four months after giving birth. Three, the legend of Bigfoot. Probably the only thing Eugene did better than Budapest was legend. Was there even a mascot in Budapest? <laughs> oh, yeah, there was. I saw the clip of them scaring the person on the qualifiers couch. Um, mm. Legend was a legend, though. He was great. Yeah, KJT. It was great, right? We don't know what legend is. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. KJT, absolutely. what an incredible journey she had to return to the top of the heptathlon. Uh, Jakob's dad. If Gert ch- uh, coaches Jakob instead of Nordas, do we see a different result? Uh, <laughs> losers. American track and field. Uh, little to no national coverage on NBC. Two, Flow Track Podcast. Ouch. Kevin, you're like the majestic Cuddy Sark navigating the rough seas of Gordon Mack's mind. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Oh, that's that's poetry right there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, three, Fred Curley. Fred needs to run the 1-4 double at the Olympics. By the way, my Ooh. favorite quotes of the meet were from Fred. After the prelim, Fred, I know what I need to do tomorrow. Lewis Johnson, what's that? Fred, win. After the semifinal, Lewis, Fred, what happened? Fred, I've effed up, but not effed up. <laughs> that is, that's really good. Uh, and he says, Lewis Johnson, I felt really bad for Lewis. Uh, he had some really cringeworthy interviews, especially immediately after the women's 4x4. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's just, that's part of the job. It's part of the job. Yeah. Like, you get the good it's, ones. It's interviewing Pop in the first quarter uh, when the Spurs are down 12. It's and not. you're just like, this is going to be a fun interview. It's not. It's I mean, good. it's the same interview you get when the Spurs are up 12. Yeah, um, yeah. with pop, but like, you know what I mean? Like when you have to interview the coach and they're just like, they're not going to give you anything. Cause there's nothing to give even, Yeah, you know? So yeah, that's, that could be a little tough. Uh, Noah in Oregon, greatest one hit wonder. Can you guys think of a greater one hit wonder than Peter Rono? He won Olympic gold in the 1500 in 1988, but as far as I can tell, had no other competitive or cultural impact on the sport. Can you think of a better mm. example of someone who made it all the way to the top without any other noticeable body of work in his or her event? And more importantly, which winner from this year's World Championships do you think has the lowest chance of winning again in Paris? Thanks again for the Ooh, great pod. That's a good one. Um, all right. Let me li- – okay, I'm, I'm looking at Peter Rono right now. Let's see. List of winners of the 2020 – I'm going to look – I'm going to answer the second question first. Okay. So 1988, <clears throat> he was just ripping off mid to high 330s. And uh, I mean, he won. He won a few times. So that, but obviously, maybe this year was the was the fluke, right? Um, the next year, he did not win a single race. Um, 
What about the it's year before? About the same. Eh, a little bit slower though. 1987, he ran one fifth. No, three fifteen hundreds. Um, finished eleventh at the World Championships. <clears throat> um, Lamont Jacobs comes to mind. No, 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 no. There's got to be other. Well, uh, we got to see what he does. We don't know what happens, but so far it has been very out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, this is hard. The second question is hard. Yeah, I got to pull up this list. So who's – who? I, I mean, I think most people would say, all right, well, men's 400. But Antonio Watson's so young and the event is not that good. So yeah. he could win. It might – so Lyles and Lyles, Watson, Arop, Kerr, Ingebrigtsen, Sheptegei, Holloway, Warholm, uh, El Bacali. I'm not counting the relays or anything like that. And then in the field events – Tamberi, Mondo, Tentaglu, Zango, Krauser, Stahl, Chopra, Katzberg, I, I, and Pierce LePage. It might be, it might be Josh Kerr on the men's side, or Lyles in the hundred. That might be the lowest odds. Or uh, uh, maybe I mean A Rop. Yeah, A Rop, and, and and I think Watson's on that list. Like I said, he absolutely could be good, but like I also don't know if he's. We're counting on him to take a leap, yeah. but then there's also like the Norman Gardner, right. you know, and what else could happen. So, like, I think it, yeah, Lyle's in the two, obviously, feel you know, the, the ones you don't want to mess with, yeah, Ingebrigtsen, Cheptegei, Lyle's in the two. Um, but, yeah, I think I think the Lyle's in the one, A-Rop and, and Kerr, it's probably, you're absolutely right. I think those are the, yeah. those are the leaders. Just because the, sure. the random. On the men's side, and then the women's side, I mean, Shakari could absolutely win. Obviously, Sharika's a big favorite. Paulino could absolutely win. Mora's worst case is like a one in three shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Kipigon, feel really good about that. Sagai, feel pretty good about that. Uh, Daniel Williams might be a little bit lower just because Camacho Quinn, I, I would still give her a pretty good edge there. But Bowl, I would, if she runs and Sydney doesn't, it's a lock. Um, Yavi seems like probably the favorite. Yeah, yeah, man. There's it's 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 rough. So I don't know. Let's let's put it down right now. Who are you picking? I guess you're probably right. It's probably Kerr. Yeah, I'll say Kerr just because of the fifteen hundred. It's weird. Yeah, that seems like the right answer. I will say A Rob. What about the so women? We're not. And then the women's side. I women will. No? What's that? You're including women or no? I was well. Originally, I was just including it across the board, but now let's let's do the women's side as well. I am going to pick. Oof. I'll pick Mora. Hmm. It's for me. It's it was between Mora and Williams. All right, I'm looking at the first part of the question. Someone out of nowhere. Someone, no, so Yulia Nestorenko came to mind. Oh wow, that's why it's Stump Sully and not Stump Helpin. Belarus Yulia Nestorenko well, never she came was, to mind. She was famously referred to by Lauren Williams as Belarus Girl, <laughs> hundred meter champion, two thousand four. Okay, but I'm looking at. The rest of the body of work. She got eighth in 2005, 2008 Olympics. She didn't make the final. 
She was on a relay in 2005. They got bronze. World Indoor Champion in the 60 in 2004. I need to look at – hold on. Let me look at the, the PRs here. 1092-2291. She was the fa- – she won the 100. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a big deal. So she retired – her last season in here is 2016, which is kind of crazy. Uh, although she's running you know, like 11 seconds and like 7 – fours and things like that in the 60. So I'm going to go back here. Let's go p- progression. I'm going to look at the progression. Um, well, she went from 1129 down to 1092 and then 1108. So she was – the only year she ran under 11.1 was 04 and 05. So that's really – I'm going to look at 04 and 05. Uh, 04, she went – 1102, 1132, 1113, 1106, 1117. She got third in Lausanne right before. She won the Rome Diamond League, but then she went and won in Athens, and that was it. Didn't compete at all the rest of the season in the 100. And then in 05, she ran pre and got seventh. (laughs) World Championship, she got eighth. Zurich, she got fifth. Brussels, she got fourth. Monaco, she got seventh. And then Shanghai was the last meet of the year or the last whatever. It's at the end of the tour. She got fifth. Okay. 06, was she just – yeah, nothing. Didn't run in 07. 08, as I mentioned, ran 11.26 in the semis and got eliminated. I don't know. This is a, I'm. I feel pretty strongly about this one. I think this. There's there's other people out there, but. And I and I like the the, the Rono mention as well too, Peter Rono. But. Yeah, Jacobs is too young. But if he does not, ever recapture his form, I think he's he. I think he will run away with this. But he had cultural impact because of the trash talk. Nestorenko had cultural impact. Because of the Belarus girl. Like, we never... But, like, cultural impacts, like, in the track world, not, like, outside of that. Correct. Correct, yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like you gotta gotta little bit... You gotta go slightly into, like, a deeper level Mm -hmm. to really highlight the cultural impact. I said, he's, he's like, 28, 29. So, like, he could still easily, um, you know... We need... I mean, all he's gotta do is finish fourth at the Olympics next year. But, see, so Italy, though, the 4 by one they won... And then this year they medaled again too, so he's already getting some medals. medals yeah, for Italy. I guess that's yeah. I don't love the okay the relay medal. I mean, it's 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 a fair point. It's a fair point because it's something else. Yeah, but yeah, I just think I we need people to write in on this one and the goat season one because this requires yeah because this is dig- too many to keep track of. And- well, everybody's gonna be like, oh, you forgot about so and so from whatever year, which we definitely did. Yeah, freaking so and so, Alicia in London. Pre-Budapest, pre-National Trials, I sent an email with my picks for the men's or women's are building up to be more exciting. I changed my mind on a few of my picks heading into the championship and did a post on my Instagram, excuse me, showing not only my picks, but how other fans on Twitter voted pre-championship, sharing a poll after Budapest, and there's a huge gap in interest in certain events, most notably the 800, women 89%, men 11, 
That's way too high for the men. Combined events, women 89, men 11, shot put, men 78, women 22. The most evenly events, evenly matched events were 5K, which is 50-50, and 400 hurdles, which is 50-50. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, yeah, I still I thought the men had a slight edge there, but that's yeah, fair. Notable changes between pre- and post-championships, switch from the women to men in the 400, switch from women to men in the long jump, a switch from men to women in the pole vault, the two golds effect, she's wondering. How do the events rank for you? Leading in, I was expecting more in the men's 5K, but it might still have the edge over the women's race for me. I was also hoping for faster times in the men's too, based on the women's race, but uh, the men's 100 delivered on all fronts, unpredictable and fun. It was cool being in the stadium for that one. Um, I still think the women's five with Kipigon and Hassan, both of those both, events, of, both of those were so good. Both of them were good. Both of them 50-50, were, I feel like, is the right result with that one for me. Yeah, because you have Ingebrigtsen going for revenge. So that was exciting. And and it, I mean, and yeah, and he left it, you know, real late. When the doublers are doublers from the 15 versus doublers from the 10, it just makes the 1,500, or sorry, it makes the 5,000 so much more interesting, I think. Because we've done the, before, we've done we've been there, done that with the 5 and 10. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree with that. Men's 2... I was never that high in the men's too, just because I was really confident about the outcome. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it's kind of the same as the women's too in that way, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, but Sharika had a better overall race. The men's race was a little bit more surprising, just in like kind of the second and third. I'm not surprising. Like obviously, Knighton and Tobogo isn't isn't a shock there, um, but it was. I guess I would give the slight edge to the women there because Sharika's performance yeah. is more memorable yeah. than anything oh, they yeah. have in the men's side. Yeah, 100%. Uh, another one from Alicia. In his semifinal in Budapest, Matthew Hudson-Smith finally broke the European 400-meter record, which is a record that yeah. she's discussed before on the pod because we That's just right. couldn't figure that. out why why it was as slow as it was. It's so slow. It was 44-33, and he ran 44-26. Ingvaldsen. That's a winning time. Yeah. Ingvaldsen of Norway was a threat to break it in Budapest, running 44-39 in his heats, but he got slower through the rounds, finally. Uh, as I said before, it was the oldest area record in athletics, men's Olympic distances. <laughs> Such a funny record. And it was set on the 3rd of September when Thomas Schoenlieb, I've probably mispronounced his name every time she writes in about him, uh, of Germany won in the World Championships in Rome. The men's foreign lived up to the hype. Initially, I'd sent you an email saying the men's event be more exciting than the women's, and my reasoning was that the women's looked to be a straight Paulino win, whereas the men's event had more intrigue. In the end, I changed my mind, feeling that the women's event also had a lot of intrigue as Paulino win wasn't looking so uh, absolutely certain from July onwards due to her loss, and there were interesting stories mixed in. But now that all has been said and done, uh, she says the men's race was far more exciting, some casualties along the way, but the way the story developed through the rounds far surpassed the story of the women's race. Um, I'm certain nobody correctly predicted the podium ahead of Budapest. What were your predictions? I mean, I had Michael Norman winning, so yeah, I was no, Yeah, I had Gardner. Um, I bet I bet Gardner. Oh, you because actually I, did. You actually you actually bet on the men's four hundred. I did. He was minus, like, I already forgot. It yeah. was like one fifty or something like that, and I was like, I mean, this field's awful. Even if I don't even have a great Stephen Gardner, he should be able to win this thing yeah. pretty easily. Um, obviously, he did not run. 
Um, so that helps. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could say the men's 400 was more ex- or was more exciting. Mm-hmm. But was the men's 800 more exciting in the last few years? Like that, I guess it's the line you draw between exciting and good. Um, that is a line. Yeah, because the men's 400 was bad. But it was unpredictable, which is fun to watch. So I enjoyed it. But the women's 400, like Paulino was really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand, like, hey, watching watching someone just kind of walk the, the field is like, okay. Not that's, as good. You know, yeah. that is what it is. Uh, versus just like, what the hell is going to happen in this train wreck? Yeah. That's fair. So it, 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 it's a tough call. All right. We got two more. One from Noah with Stump Sully. And then we got nice. to read Luke's ultra uh, message because it's long, much like an ultra marathon. Uh, with the Fifth Avenue Mile on our radar, I thought you might want to try this mile-related trivia question. Recently, I was showing, shown a painting of the 14 men who have held the mile war record since the first sub-four in 1954, but it was oh a gosh. watercolor painting, so the faces didn't help me much. That said, I could usually see what kind of uniform they were wearing, and that helped a lot. So to be fair, I will give you the nationality of the record-setting runner, and you have to guess the name. Oh, my God. I'd be so bad at this. Oldest to most recent. But for athletes who broke the record twice or broke their own record, they're only listed once. Okay. I'll take my answer off the air. Thanks. That is Noah. Okay. So scroll down to go to the answers. I'm not going to look. I got this. Yeah. So this is yeah. It's world record progression. All right. 14. Just 14. Okay. Okay. Wow. So yeah. 14 in 70 years. Gotcha. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go most recent to least recent. So number 14, Morocco. We're gonna go with Hisham El Garouche. That is correct. 13, Algeria. We're going to go with uh, Noradine Morsali. Yep. All right. Now we have three United Kingdoms in a row, which is <laughs> which is problematic for me because I know it's Co, Cram, and Ovet, but I have no idea what order. I was just going to say, I was like, I can pull these names, but I would not, I have no idea who w- was when. Yeah. And someone's probably like, well, obviously, did I, in my head, they're all slammed together. Now, I know Sebco, the dashing gentleman, is the head of Earth Sports. And yep. Cram does commentary and all that other stuff. So now I know, but like them as runners, I don't know. So I'll say, I'll say the co, I'll just go co Cram Ovet. And I'm probably wrong. Uh, was that most recent? Yeah. Okay. So Cram was most recent, then Ovet, then co. Oh, so literally backwards. Okay. But you got, you got the three, you got the three United Kingdom guys. Does it have the era or the the year? Excuse me. Does it have the year? It does not. I could easily pull this for you if you'd like. No, it's fine. It's fine. So it's, so Co was the oldest, then it's Ovet, then Ovet, and then Cram. Cram. So, so in the order we're going is Cram, Ovet, Co. Cram, Ovet, Co. Okay. Before that, New Zealand, I'm going to go Walker. That is correct. I would not have gotten that. Tanzania, I'm going to go Bayi, Filbert Bayi. Correct. United States. I would have gotten this one. <laughs> Jim Ryan. Correct. Okay. France. Um, J- J- Jay-Z? Jazzy? Correct. Okay. New Zealand again. I'm going to go Snell. Correct. Dude, you're getting the Snell. Australia. So, okay. So, the last four. Australia, UK, Australia, UK. But it's different people. Correct. So I think you know... The last one. Bannister. Correct. Then it's Landy. Yep. And then it's another – it's a different UK person and yep. then a different Aussie. 
Yep. And that's just going to drive me nuts that I can't think of who that would be. I'm still, I'm, I'm kind of blown away with that you got all these though, because I, that, that middle gap there, I would have been a, a mess. But no, there's got to be. I mean, Ron Clark didn't set the mile world record. Um, Jesus. Late fifties, both of them. Yeah. But the Brit, I should know the Brit too. It, it wasn't like Chataway or one of the rabbits, right? It wasn't one of those guys. Um, gosh, can you give me a hint? Ooh, I'm trying to think of what would be the <laughs> what would be a hint. Um, you want initials? Or sure, sure. Okay, uh, D I for the Brit. D I. Oh, Derek Ibbotson. Yep. Okay. I wouldn't have got that unless you gave me the hint. Okay, and then the Aussie? H-E. Oh, Herb Elliott. I should have got yep. that one. That was bad. Okay. I apologize. apologize that's, that's that's still pretty good. So I'm still impressed. So we go we go Bannister, Landy, Ibbotson, Herb Elliott, Snell, Jay-Z, Jazzy, whatever. Um, Ho! <laughs> It's the rock. <laughs> it's the mile record in the building. Three fifty-seven. Whatever. Uh, it's Jim Ryan. What yep. was what? What year was Ryan world record? Ryan was first time he said it was sixty-six, and, and was then it? he broke his own record in sixty-seven. What was the time? Three fifty-one three and three fifty-one one. Okay. Okay. Then it's Baye. Then it's Walker. First then, guy under three fifty. Then it's yeah. Then it's Co. Yep. Ovet Cram. Yep. Yep. Morsely, and then Garish. And then it was it was oh, that's great. It was Co. Ovet Co. Ovet Co. Cram. Yeah. I knew there was a lot of back and forth there, but I didn't remember what it was. Wild time. Yeah. Um. Okay. One more. Luke, Jason, Kevin. First of all, congratulations, Kevin, on for leaving your job. <laughs> because context is important, let me set the scene. Leadville, Colorado is a place where polar opposites exist simultaneously. It is one of the most ugly and most beautiful places in the world. Downtown sits atop a small hill overlooking a mostly dry, barren valley split by the Arkansas River headwaters. Opposite the valley are the two, two of the highest peaks in the Rockies, the unassumingly named Mount Elbert and the appropriately named Mount Massive. Quaint Victoria, Victorian-era architecture lines Harrison Avenue as a remnant of the town's former status. Families and couples bustle in and out of shops and restaurants. However, travel a few miles north of Fremont Pass to see natural beauty give way to entire square miles of mountain torn away, chewed up, and spat out by machinery over the last century. Black and orange mine tailings form clusters, sometimes neatly organized and compacted, other times strewn across the landscape. Travel south of town into the valley, and the bustling Main Street gives way to ramshackle trailers, rusted out cars, and broken cattle fencing. The air is thin at 10,000 feet above sea level, so everyone is a little loopy. The Leadville 100 Trail Run is one of the most prestigious ultramarathons in the world. Each year, hundreds of racers, crew people, and spectators descend on or ascend to Leadville for the race. The route is out and back, taking runners from Leadville south to the town of Twin Lakes before the centerpiece of the route up and over Hope Pass, which gains over 3,000 feet elevation in five miles and tops out over 12,000 feet. Then down to the ghost town of Winfield and back. As with any 100-mile ultra marathon, it is more appropriate to call it a foot race than a run. The general I feel like I'm he- like listening to an, uh, 
epic fantasy like yeah. audiobook that's like they're like world building for me and i'm like okay i can picture this town this is cool the epic the general scene at the big aid station during the race is sports tailgating meets grateful dead <laughs> concert but make it uh completely mobile everyone is there to cheer on the racers have a good time make sure everyone has a good time i was there to work at the expo the previous day but was able to go to the twin lakes aid station for a little bit during the race I had also crewed for a friend who raced a 100-miler a few years ago. Twin Lakes is just before and after Hope Pass. There's a time cut at the top, so many people rejoicing being done with the most brutal part of the course, while others who didn't make the time cut at the top had to trudge back down to town, bib in hand, and disappointment on their face. There was maybe a half-mile stretch <clears throat> excuse me, of just support crews under pop-up tents waiting for their runner to make it to the aid station. It's a bit of a hurry-up-and-wait vibe. The crews have nothing to do but hang around, sip beer, nap, and socialize until their runner comes through. At that point, everyone springs into action, massaging sore legs, fetching a change of socks, feeding them whatever fuel they can keep down, and sometimes popping blisters before sending them off the next section of the trail. Then the crew packs everything up, rolls onto the next aid station. It's a long, drawn-out traveling circus. My girlfriend, who does not run and has never specialized in ultra, went with me and had a few good observations. One, the average age of participants skews older around 35 to 45 years. Two, it's incredible how good a 50-year-old can look after foot racing 60 miles. And three, there was a lot of self-deprecating humor around, which might be because you have to hate yourself to race an ultra. Notable things that happened while working at the expo slash uh, spectating. A 20-something guy with a shirt that said, I heart my cougar girlfriend. Uh, a racer wearing uh, jorts. Of course. The largest straw hat I've ever seen. This is all making sense. An old-timer who said, it's just a way of life. Dogs, so many dogs. Many awkward tan sunburn lines. Someone, after seeing a disappointed racer, didn't make a time cut. If you made it to any of the aid stations, good job. Uh, more camper vans than you can shake a trekking pole at. Most of all, ultramarathons are about the community and camaraderie. It's a team sport, but all the teams become friends with each other over a 24-hour period. Here's a photo of Twin Lakes and the mountains nearby just before sunset. Uh, that is Luke, formerly from Delaware, now from Boulder. Stay Drink. safe and healthy. Yeah, cool picture here. Yeah, it does. I mean, it looks really nice. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, I mean, you got to be insane to do this. I've always said it. People are insane, but they're. I'm still impressed by them. A lot of ultra coverage this weekend, too. With I was seeing it all over my timeline with UTMB and uh, Walmsley and downwater getting the win for for the u.s jason they're putting it on for the u.s it looked cool i would i would never run it but i was like hey if i'm ever in france i might want to like walk part of that trail right <laughs> it was a great advertisement for that it's just like hey this is interesting i could see myself getting into this in my 60s if i'm still able to run i i could see a world where i wouldn't be able to do all of it but maybe i help somebody out and i I'm like, hey, this is a kind of interesting curiosity. Let me try it out. Yeah, I could see myself wandering over to it and just experiencing it, but not actually competing or partaking at all. Um, but just kind of like digging the vibe, yeah. you know, just being a random old guy, like kind of hey, drinking something out of a jug. You're like, is that alcohol? Is that coffee? Like, what does he have? And no one really knows, but, you know, be a good, good vibe. Uh, it's got two X's on it. And they're just kind of like, all right. <laughs> What's the second X for? Awesome. Well, thank you, Luke. That's a great dispatch. That was very well written. That was a good rundown. Yeah, I feel like I was there. Great job. Thank you who wrote in. 
Again, the email address, houseofrun at gmail.com. Next pod, we'll recap Brussels. We'll play the Diamond League song, and then we'll we'll, we'll yeah. preview pre-classic, and then we're getting into uh, the fall marathon season. So send us your ideas. Again, uh, one-hit wonder and goat season, or whatever else you want to write in about. But those yeah. are some good discussion topics. And uh, Stump Sully, of course. I'm really good at getting about 80% of these questions right. So that's Which is I, – I, I maintain is, pretty, is, is good. I, I feel like that's uh, – I mean I know it's better than I could do, but that's not saying much. But I feel like you're, you, you'd, be, you'd beat most of I the get, listeners. I know there's a few just encyclopedic listeners who, who know all this stuff. But. I get stumped every time. That's what makes it a fun game. Literally every single time <laughs> I've been – Yeah, because if you knew it all completely, eh, kind of – all right, game's over. Yeah, but also be fun. Like, hey, can we come up with something to stump him? The problem is these are like nine-part questions, all of these. So they're, they're – Yeah. They're yeah, you always have to name a list. Like that's kind of yeah. the thing. Because I, I feel like a single question isn't going to really, you know, isn't going to do, that, do yeah. the same thing. All right. Thanks, Chase. This was fun. We'll, uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Jess Gannis. Good night.